a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 1.50 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom. About an hour and ten minutes left of you and I just chank, hanging out, chatting here before it's time to say goodbye. And then we say hello to 2021. How is it possible this this year has contained like 78 months thus far? That's what it feels like. Anyway, uh, listen, I'm not going to get hung up on the negative. I am looking forward to 2021 with optimism. My glass is half full. The color of my glasses is rose-colored. And you heard, listen, if you were listening earlier to uh, KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson, who delivered a report that says it's not just uh, it's not just good for your sanity, but good for your health. We need to be we need to be looking back on 2020 and not thinking of it as the worst year in history. No, no, no. The mental health officials, the smart folks, they say we need to be optimistic. The glass has always been half full. Okay, I'll play. I'm on board. Uh, First off, in the arena of physical fitness, you know that I talk about running all the time. I should probably dial that down a little bit, but whatever. It's my show. (laughs) Running. I'm a big fan. How has 2020 and the unique circumstances in which we found ourselves in this past year impacted the the hobby of running, hobby or uh, pastime or however you want to describe it, sport, exercise, routine. Well, it turns out it's had a pretty good effect on things. If you uh, you know if you are a fitness person, you probably have some sort of fitness tracker like a, a Garmin, a Fitbit, uh, Map My Run is an Under Armour program, an app you can download on your phone and onto your smart watches. I'm a, I'm a Map My Run person. Anyway, uh, all of those fitness loggers have shown when you compile all the data together that, and this might not be surprising if you think about it, uh, that over the course of 2020, that more miles have been run, more workouts have been recorded than any year prior. We set records in 2020. I'm not sure if I am a part of that trend. My running fell off a little bit. New dad, new job and all. Uh, whatever, excuses, right? We've all got them. Uh, but for the most part, across this country, uh, you included, maybe so, uh, have run more than any year prior. And then if, if you're if you're into running, you know, too, that or if you follow the headlines, that many, many of the big races that were 
were canceled or at least shifted from an in-person starting line type race where the gun goes off and you uh, jostle for position and try to outrun your competitor, ultimately sprinting to the finish line where there's a big crowd cheering your name. Yeah, none of that this year. They were online or virtual races. Now, if I'm honest with you, that always struck me as a ripoff because there were virtual races before uh, coronavirus showed up. And I think I may have paid for one or two virtual races over the years, really just to get the T-shirt. I thought the T-shirt was cool. Well, in in 2020, these virtual races, I thought to myself, well, that's just a money grab, right? But then when uh, some family members and friends encouraged me to to do it with them, to join their team uh, and to set out running uh, in a virtual, well, actually running, uh, but in a virtual race, uh, I did. I, I spent a few dollars this year. And if I'm honest, the the sense of community, while not the same as the in-person races that I'm accustomed to and that you've seen and you've probably run in yourself, but knowing that, and the way we did it was uh, my team, we would kind of have a 3-2-1 go and all of us from our respective places around the country, uh, we'd all start running at the same time. And whoever got done first, well, they declared themselves the winner. Uh, it was motivating. And I'm not alone in that. Tens of thousands of Americans across uh, participated in these virtual races, which is very good for the race organizers. Far less overhead if you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, overtime for cops or water stops or timing systems or, you know, any of that. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Now, here is the one detail which I did not expect, and it is that while, yes, far more miles were run, that the pace, the average pace recorded by runners was almost 10% slower compared to the same pace range in 2019. Now, if you break that down and think about it for a moment, it is actually incredibly good news. What does it mean? It means that all of those added miles that were recorded by the various uh, fitness loggers, the Fitbit bracelets, the smartwatches, the Garmin machine, it likely means that runners overall weren't getting slower, but that new runners were stepping up and trying out this new sport. Well, when you're new, you're not so fast, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, Applause to you for getting up off the couch. That's an inspiring thing. It's an uplifting thing. And as we look back on 2020 uh, and we think of it or look for reasons to think of it not so much as the worst year ever, that is one of many, many things that help Give credence to that. Glass is half full last year. Here's some other things, specifically here in Utah, uh, that give us reason to celebrate uh, 2020. A flood of help. We know that Utahns uh, set the the example when it comes to generosity, when it comes to charitable uh, giving, when it comes to philanthropy. We are a very giving people. And in the face of dramatically more families in need, food banks around the state rose to the challenge, ramping up distribution Thanks to generous donations from businesses, churches, and individuals, as well as extra volunteers eager to help. Here's one. Uh, You saw, you know, think what you will about Hollywood performers and entertainers, uh, but there were a few, and there were some misses, right? (laughs) A lot of swinging, some misses. Uh, There were some hits, though. Uh, This year, uh, this uh, favorite of producer Amy, Andrew Lloyd Webber, began streaming uh, his hit Broadway shows online and took to the piano himself 
uh, to play Any Dream Will Do, getting people from around the world, including uh, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat star. Do you know? Of course, you know, Danny, Donny Osmond. Uh, all singing along. <clears throat> also, there were uh, museums and opera houses that found ways to make their art available to the public. Josh Groban sang in his shower. Uh, Disney offered uh, a sing-along to help parents entertain restless children. And then and then followed it up with holiday singing <laughs> later in the year. Uh, don't worry, Seth. Uh, sometimes wishes do come true. It's time to play the music. Oh. It's time to light the lights. Yeah. It's time to sing along with Disney. Sing along tonight. It's time to put on makeup. Okay, great. If you have young kids, you know what that's all about. Uh, Little Piper's not quite old enough to to be into that stuff yet. But we'll see what 2021 brings. It's going to be great. Uh, More giving. You remember early in the uh, the pandemic, uh, Project Protect? That was where, where... the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints quickly put together mask sewing kits and sent out a call for individuals with sewing skills to pick them up and complete them. Well, it was with it was less than three days. There were already 10,000 Utah volunteers who had picked up every single kit available. And just a week later, a million completed masks were brought back and more kits were distributed. It was an amazing, amazing effort. Uh, time is almost out, but I uh, must also mention Farmers Feeding Utah, that outgrowth of uh, the uh, Farm Bureau here in the state of Utah, where Utah farmers hit very hard by the pandemic, had inventory to sell, and here in the state of Utah, not immune to hunger, there were bellies in need of food. Bringing those two needs together uh, did a great thing. That was Farmers Feeding Utah. All right, quick break. When we return, we're going to look at what's going on around the community for this New Year's Eve. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.